Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 22nd, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. I believe that this is a season for us to level up, where we can literally level up our lives, where we can experience advancement, acceleration, promotion, increase in every area and every facet of our lives. I, I even wrote a book called Level Up Your Life that's coming out on Saturday, and I'm excited about it. But this is a season of new levels for us, and it is our time to level up. How are we going to do it? We're going to level up with the Word of God. So in this series, we've gone back to the Word, recommitting ourselves to reading your Bible, recommitting ourselves to meditating and medicating on God's Word day and night. If you are going to level up, you have to level up with the Word. That said, I've been teaching a series uh, from the parable of the sower, and uh, I want to get back to it again this morning. Before I do, though, let me just say, uh, provide you a quick update, because obviously I was in the Dominican Republic. I was gone for a few days, and um, things are going well there. I got to see some of the children. So if you follow me on social media, you should have seen some of the pictures. I got to see some of our students. I got to see our pastor there, spend some time with him, see the construction site, and things are moving forward. And uh, I'm excited about it. I trust that you are as well. Thank you to our partners and supporters. Thank you so, so much. All right. So in the parable of the soul, we're going back to it again this morning. The title of today's message is Stop Shifting Blame. Stop Shifting Blame. You're like, well, what does that have to do with the parable of the sower? I'm going to tell you. So leading up to the parable, I just want to share like, you know, it was a conversation I had recently with somebody. I had a conversation with uh, this person, a young person, and this person never seems to want to accept the full you know, ramifications of their actions. So like the, the full weight of their decisions. And so this is a person that wants to like blame God for what happens you know, to, to them. And, uh, and, you know, I'm sure you know a lot of people like that. Well, this happens. Oh, woe is me. Why did God let this happen? Why did God let that happen? Oh, God, why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, whoa, hold on for a minute. Pump the brakes. How about you, you look at your own decisions? Your decisions and your actions matter. Stop blaming God. Why are you blaming God for something? God honors the laws that he established out here in this world, the laws of cause and effect, sowing and reaping, and the free will of humans. And so you have the, the right to receive and to reject certain things. God has given you the grace and the power to make your own decisions. And so if you don't like the harvest that you're reaping, you need to check the seed that you're sowing and stop blaming God. For God to freely operate in your life, you have to cooperate with him. So with that as the backdrop, let's get into the parable of the sower. So the Bible says in Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13, Jesus is explaining the parable. He says, now the farmer is like someone who takes the seed. Seed is the word of God. And he takes the seed and he sows it down the side of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. And that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. However, They don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like 
the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the teaching, but their lives have become full of other things. Jesus said, like the cares of this world, the love of money, they, they have a lust for other things. They have selfish desires. And so these other things grow up and choke out the word. And so they're like weeds that's choking out the word. The word doesn't produce. And the other people are like good ground. Say good ground. All right. They're like good ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. They accept it. They give the word the priority that it deserves in their lives. If there's, if there's a disconnect between them and the word, they make the change. They're quick to make the change. They're quick to adjust to the word of God. They're quick to give the word of God the space and the time that it needs to do what it does. And so the word produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. And you and I, we're after 100. All right. So what does this mean for you today? I have five quick things I want to share with you in this morning. Uh, so let's get into it. So number one, the only variable in the parable of the sower is you. You. Look at me. You are the only variable in the parable. The same sower provided the same seed to four different types of soil, and, and then he got varying results. But there was no variable in the sower. There was no variable in the seed. It was the same sower. It was the same seed. The only variable is you. You are the soil. So make no mistake. How you receive the word of God matters. Uh, yesterday I was in church. Uh, we, we got an amazing word from my spiritual father, uh, Pastor Tony Brazelton. Uh, however, there could have been people that were there that heard the word, but were not good ground in that moment. Right. And they, they could have been you could be in the same place at the same time. Hear the same word. Matter of fact, let me say this. You could have been good ground last Sunday. <laughs> you could have been, oh, let's say I'm doing today's word. You could have been good grand yesterday, but not today. So, so you always have to be actively ready to receive the word of God. So just because you say I'm good ground, maybe you're good ground today. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to be good ground next week. So you have to always check the condition of your heart. You can be in the same place at the same time, hear the same word, and, and the word bless the person to your left and the person to your right, and it doesn't bless you. Why? Because you were not good ground in that moment. So whenever I read this parable, yeah, I like to say, say I'm good ground. People say, I'm good ground. That sounds good. But in order for you to be good ground, in order for good ground to become your reality, in order for the hundredfold to be something that you experience on a regular basis, you have to avoid the pitfalls of the other types of soil that were laid out in this parable. The problem comes when people don't want to acknowledge or accept that they have a part, like they have a vote, like, yes, they say, oh, well, the enemy gets a vote and God gets a vote. Yeah, but you get a vote too. So don't blame God when, when there are things that you are not allowing God to do. If you don't like the harvest, you got to check the seed. You got to check your actions. You got to check your life. You got you to consider your ways. You got to take self-inventory. So there's some things that you have to consider within your own self. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, don't be like the wayside soil. So let me go through the quick the soils very quickly. So the wayside soul, these were the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because they don't understand it, their understanding isn't fruitful. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. So when you get a word from God, you got to seek divine understanding. Like you, you cannot maximize something you do not understand. So if you're getting a word, if you're in, studying the word for yourself, or if you're in church and you're getting a word and you don't understand the word that you got, then ask somebody. James said, if you ask, you can ask God. That's James 1 and 5. He says, listen, if you lack wisdom, ask of God and he, God will give it to you. God gives to all men liberally and upright of not, and it shall be given to him. That's the Holy Ghost can give you wisdom. So ask. Solomon said, wisdom is the principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom and in all you'll get and get understanding. That's Proverbs 4 and 7. So you got You have to go out and get understanding. You have to seek wisdom. If you don't have the wisdom, ask for it. Pursue it. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask God. Say, hey, God, the Bible is complicated. I don't know. I don't understand this thing. Can you talk to me? You're the author of the book. Give it to me. But don't be one of those people that just say, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, the Bible's too complicated. I don't understand it. I'm just not one of those people. I, I was actually talking to somebody said, well, the way I'm set up, <laughs> you know, like Kevin Hart said, the way my bank account set up, it'd be like the way I'm set up, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't understand the whole Bible thing. That's just not for me. Okay. Well, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass, right? That, so you, that's your reality because that's your confession. But if you want to grow, you got to take accountability and responsibility. You got to stop all of that foolishness. You got to say, okay, now, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this thing. I need you to help me out. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask your pastor. Ask somebody. But don't stop growing. Don't stop developing. Don't stop evolving as a man of God because then you're going to be like that wayside soil. All right, number two. I mean, I'm sorry, number three. Don't be like the rocky soil. These are the people that receive the word of God, but they don't allow it to go deep into their lives. They have a surface level relationship with God. And I'm sure that you've met surface level Christians before. These are the people that are just surface level. They have, they know what to say and how to say it. You know, they have a, a scripture at the bottom of their email inbox, uh, uh, their email signature box. I'm sorry. So when you get an email from them, you see they have a little scripture reference. They know how they sound churchy. You know, they, they know how to use these different terms. They, they, they attend church regularly and all of that, but they don't have a relationship with God for real, for real. When, when, when the pressure of, of this world comes and they're quick to give up. Why? Because they, they just do church and they, they sound, they have a surface level, they have religion, but they don't have a relationship with God. And so the Bible says, actually, here's a quick note that trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word that, that you receive. So the word of God, the power of the word attracts trouble and persecution. And these people, the Bible says, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Don't let this be you. Don't let this be a description of you. James said, I love James chapter five, verses 10 and 11 from the message Bible. Let me read this for you. Check this out. This is what the Bible says. Take the prophets of old as your mentors. Now consider them, right? Take them as your mentors. They put up with anything. They went through everything and they never once quit all time. The whole time they were honoring God. Then J James says, now what a gift life is to those who stay the course. What a gift life is to those who don't give up, to, to those who stay the course. He, he says, you've heard, of course, of, of Job's staying power. Job went through it all. And then God brought it together for him at the end. Why? Because he stayed the course. Life is a gift for you when you stay the course. But if you don't have staying power, it's not because of God. If you don't have staying power, it's not because God didn't give you the grace for it. If you don't have staying power, it's because you're quick to give up. So don't blame God. Don't blame God because you're, you're a quitter. Don't blame God because you're quick to give up. God gave you the grace to endure, but you have to embrace the grace. Say amen to that. Man, I know I'm preaching better than you saying amen. All right, number four, don't be like the thorny soil. The thorny ground, these are the people I've, I've talked 
last few weeks, I've been really teaching on this. And so I've been teaching a lot on this. These are the people that hear the word of God, but their lives are full of other things. I mean, they don't really care. I mean, yeah, they go to church, but that's it. And their lives are just, they have other priorities. And so they got the kids of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. They're trying to get that paper. They're chasing this, they're chasing that. And they're chasing what they call to be their dreams, but they're not chasing their dreams because their dreams are birthed in God's heart, not their own. They're chasing selfish desires. They're chasing a lust for other things. They have given other things priority over God and his word. And so at the end of the day, when if, if this is you, don't blame God for what happens. You did that. You did that. You chased something that was not birthed in the heart of God. You chased something that was birthed in your heart. And wouldn't it be a shame for you to get to heaven only to realize that you spent your whole life becoming somebody you were not supposed to be? Same to that. You got to die to self in order to... Become the man, the woman that God called you to be. And then number five and finally, last thing for today, your decisions and your actions matter. In the parable of the sower, we see God's commitment. God is committed to us. He's taking the seed and he's sowing it into soil. He's sowing it into soil that he knows is not even good. He's sowing it into soil that he knows is not even producing. God is so committed to you that he will sow into your life even when it doesn't look like you're worth sowing into. God, God is committed to you even when you're not committed to him. And God is so committed to you that he will not give up. He will not give up on you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. My God, God invested in me when I didn't even think I was worthy of the investment. And so thank God for that. Thank God. The father gives us his commitment. The father gave us his son. Right. He gave us his best when he gave us his son. His son gave us his life. Glory to God. And then now the Holy Spirit has given us his commitment to never leave us, to never forsake us, to never turn his back on us. So God loves us. He loves us by grace. He's given us everything. He sows into us. But listen, the grace of God, as I close, don't think that the grace of God is going to exonerate you from the ramifications or the repercussions of your decisions. No, if you sow bad seed, you're going to get a bad harvest. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you. If you're born again, that doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. But if you sow bad seed, you're going to get a bad harvest. It's really that simple, right? So you can't sow apple seed and then pray for oranges. No, if you sow bad seed, you're going to get a bad harvest. So the grace of God doesn't mean, oh, well, let me exonerate you. No, the grace of God is not going to exonerate us for bad decisions. If you want God to fully operate in your life, you have to allow him. You have to cooperate with him. So the word works but you have to work the word. The word is only going to work in your life to the level that you allow the word to do what it does. And so as I close, if you don't like where you are this morning, please don't blame God. Don't, don't be like Adam. You know how what Adam did in Genesis chapter three. Adam was like, well, Lord, it was that woman that you gave me. Like, you know, no, it wasn't. Don't blame God. Oh God, well, you gave me the woman. If you had not given, no, no, stop. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't blame God. Own your own actions. Like you got to own it. You got to take accountability and responsibility. Acknowledge the fact that your decisions and your actions matter. And that if you're not on the path to making progress, it's because you put yourself on a path that God didn't destined for you to have. It's time for us to take responsibility. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice uh, and say this with me. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. So I level up right now by taking self-inventory today. I take responsibility for my actions. When the word is not working, I don't look to you. I look to me. If there's ever a disconnect between you and me, then the issue is always me. So Father, I want you 
to fully operate in my, in my life. I want your word to produce maximum harvest. Therefore, I die to self. I yield to you in all my ways. I remove every blessing blocker. I clear my heart of all weeds. I give your word first place. I meditate and I medicate on your word day and night. And as I do, your word produces a harvest. A harvest in me, a harvest with me, a harvest through me. This is how I level up in this season. And this is why I keep declaring, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, you should want these notes. You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. Put in your email address. Get the notes on a daily basis in your email inbox. Listen, go into this day knowing that your decisions and your actions matter. Please don't blame God. Take accountability. Take responsibility. It's time for us to level up. And it's time for us to make some changes. Uh, Do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat because I go back and I read every comment and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day and I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.